Support for the All Things Testosterone podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, the world's best in below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels, and they just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with code TRT at manscaped.com. This is the TRT Community Podcast, where we discuss all things testosterone. What's going on, guys? I'm Brandon, founder of the TRT Community, host of All Things Testosterone. You can check us out online at testosteronepodcast.com. You can visit the uh, Facebook private Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash TRT Community. And you can check us out in various other social media platforms at TRT Community. Uh, keep in mind, we do a giveaway every Monday. We're rotating between a 10-milliliter vial of testosterone, a lipo B injectable, free lab testing and medical reviews, and an ultimate amino injectable. We give that away every Monday. You can uh, enter to win each week at testosteronepodcast.com slash giveaway. Today we've got uh, we've got a question and answer session with uh, Ken, founder of uh, Matrix Hormones. He's always a pleasure to speak with. He's on the show about once a month, and I've got 10 really good questions for him. So we're going to go over, uh, you know, some things like anxiety, depression, um, HCG, uh, sex hormone binding globulin, sex hormone binding globulin, hyperpigmentation, COVID, things like that. Let's bring him in now. Hey, Kenny. Thanks for being on the show. Hey, Brandon. Thank you for having me again. You know, I can't stop calling you Kenny. In my mind, it's Ken, and I know you introduce yourself as Ken, but for some reason, Kenny always comes out of my mouth. I apologize. No, no, no. That's. Uh, I think we spoke about that. I started using Ken because of business back in the day because they felt that was proper, but all my friends and family call me Kenny, so that's why I answered to it, and that's what's on my Facebook. Perfect. Well, then I'm going to keep doing it. And maybe that's why. Maybe it's because I see it on your Facebook, and it's just, I don't know, it's ingrained in my mind. So yeah, um, a lot of people get that. I've introduced you. I've introduced kind of the topics today. Let's uh, let's jump right into these questions. You ready for number one? Go for it. So you hear about TRT helping with anxiety. What's your experience yep. with uh, with that uh, TRT helping with anxiety and your patients? Absolutely, it can. One hundred percent. I've had patients who have been on medications. You know, they went to the doctor with low T, and of course, you know, or. Let me give you an antidepressant or anti-anxiety instead of let's treat what's wrong with you. Right. Uh, and uh, it, it's helped greatly. And I've gotten a lot of patients off medications or greatly reduced or the amount of medications they're on. Uh, some people say it, it's been life-changing. Uh, you know, some people, as you know, everybody's different. They, they're like, well, I saw a mild improvement. Uh, but I would say for the most part, yes, it does improve anxiety. Okay. And depression. And and you say, you know, life-changing. I think that was my experience. We talked uh, the other day at my consult about how I've never really gotten those superhuman physical levels. But as far as uh, anxiety is concerned, I mean, it's night and day. I had zero ambition. I was the guy that, you know, I wouldn't go anywhere. I wouldn't go to a party. And if I did get dragged to a some sort of Christmas party, I would just kind of stand there with my hands in my pockets, hoping nobody spoke to me. And, you know, so... Obviously now, even just doing this podcast and, you know, in my, my nine to five, I'm, I'm in the lead, I'm in a leadership role. So it's, it's night and day from what I was. I'm right there with you. I'm, I'm a very outgoing person. I've always been that way. Always talking to people, 
cutting up and having a good time. And when mine dropped, antisocial, didn't want to do anything, didn't like going out uh, where I never had anxiety or depression, or yeah. maybe not depression, but just, you know, we just feel down. Um, but definitely anxiety and uh, uh, testosterone for me in a personal case, not just medically speaking, uh, really changed that uh, greatly. It came on really quick with my drop of testosterone, but went away really quick when the testosterone went up. So what about uh, the guys that we hear about that the TRT seems to cause panic attacks? Is that TRT related or is it totally just coincidence? No, it definitely can be TRT related. A lot of different reasons though. It's not one of those things where you say, okay, you took testosterone and it specifically causes the anxiety. It's a lot of things that can move with the testosterone. The estrogen going up can cause uh, anxiety. Uh, your, your blood getting thick. Or hemoglobin, hemoglobins and hematocrits going up because it increases heart rate and things like that. It can trigger anxiety with people that have nervousness or anxiety. Um, one of the key things that I treat with that with patients that I try to do is, you know, definitely the microdosing. The more you can put it the way we, we produced it, which on a daily basis or as close as we can get to that, that they feel comfortable with, um, reducing the dose, starting slower, uh, spreading out the dose as much as possible. Um, these are some of all the things you have to do to kind of try to work around that. What I have found, the bigger dose of testosterone at one time usually triggers the most amount of anxiety. Because that, that causes the most shift in other things, I'm assuming. Everything's shifting, body going up, testosterone going up, estrogen going up, red blood cells going back, water weight. I mean, you name it, uh, it, it could cause a lot of shifts in the body. Um, some of this too, and, and you know, it can cause anxiety and panic attacks. It, usually it's in, uh, where you hear it more, see it more, somebody who already suffers mm -hmm. from that and it can trigger it some. And I'm speaking also from experience, you start getting a rapid heart rate. A rapid heart rate can make you have anxiety because you start worrying about it. Oh, am I going to have a heart attack? Is there <laughs> something wrong? And you start getting anxiety, kind of worrying about getting anxiety or having an issue. So there's so many bits and pieces there. But my suggestion uh, to the patient would be uh, break up that dose as much as possible, reduce it, start slow, and uh, work your way up and kind of find what works best for you. You always have to keep in mind, too, you can't always forget about the carrier oil that it's in okay. because uh, people think if I'm having a reaction to the oil, I'm going to break out in hives or have a rash or a welt. No, <laughs> sometimes uh, it, it could cause acne, it can cause oily skin, it can cause rapid heart rate just like anything you're putting in your body that you you don't like headaches uh so sometimes you have to play around with the the different oils to make sure that's not the problem either okay what about those guys that that seem to get the panic attack or the anxiety like three seconds after the injection or even the next day is that is that a mental thing or could it be shifting other things around that quickly not that quickly usually that's you know typically it's either some type of allergen from immediately the oil coming into the body um, or it's it's the nervousness or anxiety or panic attack from the thought of what could happen. Um, you know, there's people right now just getting, you know, the uh, vaccinations for COVID who are having panic attacks from it because they're so scared to get that uh, injection. It's the same thing here. A lot of that can be from that. When you, you immediately take a testosterone injection, unless you're having some type of allergic reaction to the oil or something in it, uh, you should not have a reaction that quick. Okay. 
Good to know. What about HCG? Uh, I'm I'm guessing that you know if the testosterone panic attacks anxiety is a real thing that HCG could also cause something similar. It could. Once again, a lot of moving parts because it, it it's used for a lot of different things. Um, technically, it affects beta endorphins that put us in a better mood. Um, with that being said, if somebody looked it up, and I'm, I'm about to say, could that affect you? And I'm going to say yes with ATG also. Somebody could look it up and say, well, I looked it up, and it's not there as a side effect. They would be correct. If you really dig into it, you'll find it under unknowns, uncommon. Um, because we don't know the exact link that causes it, but there's so many variables. People use it for dieting. Dieting alone without HCG on a very strict diet can cause anxiety. You know, these moving hormones can cause it. So when you find it under the uncommon unknown factors, uh, you're usually going to see it about 0.1 to 1% as an anxiety or depression possibility. And then from one to 10%, it kind of gets thrown in as emotional disorder. Um, So we don't understand why, and it should make you feel in a better mood. I've heard it and seen it enough. I don't think it's just moving hormones or this or that. There's something there we don't understand that I I feel it could. It's not a high incidence of it. If somebody gets it, I always want to make sure it's not, you know, higher estrogen or something else that it's affecting. Mm -hmm. But the actual, when you try to pin it down and say it's HCG, um, I think it could be possible. I really do. It, it's, you know, like I said, can you, if you said prove it, no, I couldn't absolutely <laughs> prove it. But when you see it enough, uh, you kind of say, I think it could be there, but it is a, a, a rarer side effect. Okay. Okay. I'm going to shift gears a little bit now. Whenever we had our consult earlier this week, we went over my labs and my SHBG was on the lower side of things. I have said on this show before that SHBG basically should dictate your dosing schedule, how much you're dosing and and how often. Explain to me why that may not be the case. And you can Uh, use me as an example if you need to. So you're giving me permission on air to use you as an example. I give you explicit (laughs) permission to talk about my blood work. Okay, so... It just happened to be this was a topic and something we were going to talk about, but it came up with you. I tell guys, don't go crazy on chasing the SHBG because the way it's supposed to work is it's sex hormone binding globulin. It's a binding protein that binds to testosterone, so you can't use as much of your total number, which plays into the free testosterone. There's also another number called uh, bioavailable, which are partially bound testosterone molecules that's even more accurate. You don't see it tested a lot because insurance does not like to cover a lot and it's a more expensive test. Um, But higher the SHBG, the lower your free testosterone is. The lower the SHBG, the higher your free testosterone is supposed to be. I say 50-50 if you're going to see that and you are the perfect uh, case with that. So you are the total opposite of what your numbers we're showing. So we, we were kind of, I was kind of saying, Hey, we're going to talk about this. And here's the perfect example <laughs> with your lab work. Uh, you're not meeting that criteria. I've seen people literally with low SHBG at 10 and you would say, okay, and they're going to have this great free testosterone and it's not, yeah. and it's still bound or not being used and vice versa. Uh, for me, I look at free testosterone that's what counts. If your free testosterone is low, I'm going to use some of the same treatments I would have used to lower the SHBG. 
if your free testosterone is high, then it doesn't really matter. Even if your, your SHBG is high, if your free testosterone is already high, why do yeah, I care to who, look at it? You can't look at it and that's fine to look at it. But some people live and die by it. I, I think it's a 50-50 when you're looking at it. As long as you have the free testosterone, that's the bottom line. Got it. Okay. Uh, shifting gears again. Is hyperpigmentation common or even possibly caused by TRT? Um, a comment, but it, it, there has, there's some different skin disorders. I don't want to say it's caused by testosterone, but testosterone can aggravate. Okay. Uh, there's several different skin disorders. That's one of them. Um, but it's usually there's some under, underlining condition there that it's triggering um, that it can cause that. Once again, don't see it often. It's a rarer effect, but yes, that can happen. Sweet. Okay, this one's, <laughs> this one's random. If I tested positive for COVID, should I stop my TRT? No, not at all. Um, because what are the things we know help us fight viruses, including COVID? Uh, higher testosterone levels. That's already been announced in blast. We already knew it already helped our immune system. Of course, you know, higher vitamin D and there's several other things you use. But no, I would not stop using testosterone unless there's an issue happening. Meaning if you're a person who already had higher hemoglobins and hematocrits while you're on the testosterone because you weren't donating blood or keeping that under control, you know, high normal to slightly high. Got to remember COVID has some, certain people can get COVID and have side effects where it affects the different organs and the blood getting thicker and some issues like that. So you definitely want to monitor it really close. You want to monitor your CBC, carry all of that. But in general, I would say it's going to help you fight and get past uh, COVID and not get as a serious case. Perfect. So this one, uh, I, I like this question a lot and it's, it's really hard to answer. I tried to answer it for a fella recently. Uh, he said basically that he sees a lot of people having side effects after they start TRT in, in your experience and in the experience of your patients is TRT worth doing in general? Yes, I would say 100% because of the amount of symptoms it fixes, how it can be life-changing, uh, the anti-aging benefits, the health benefits. Uh, but, you know, you hear guys, we can say, well, we have this symptom, we have that symptom, we have that symptom. But we never talk a lot about all the risk factors that come with lower testosterone, higher cardiovascular risk factors, 10 to 20%, higher diabetes risk factors, higher prostate cancer risk factors. So, um, when your testosterone drops low, it's not about only the symptoms. It's about a lot of risk factors and aging and how you feel. So, uh, yes, there's some guys, they start testosterone and it's just like a snap of a fingers, boom, everything just falls into place, nothing, life-changing, and it's great. There's other guys, they're struggling. Okay, I got water rate. Okay, I have this. Okay, I have that. Yeah. Guys, when they talk to me, they think, okay, what do you think? Four to six weeks and my life is going to be changed. <laughs> and I'm like, no. I know clinics tell you that. Yeah. I'm going to tell you the opposite. No, most of the time, that's not the way it works. I always say, give yourself a good six months and say, hey, I'm going to make these adjustments. I'm going to get through it because the end number for most people when you get there is a very good experience. It usually balances itself out and kind of everything stays in place. Don't get me wrong. Some people have you know, some ups and downs or some other 
issues that can be going on that complicate this. But I would say in general, I tell most guys, give it up to six months to get that sweet spot. Not to say it couldn't be a little longer, but if you keep that in mind, uh, now you can't, you got to add to that time sometimes if you have other issues going on. You know, if you have a thyroid problem, you have adrenal problems, a lot of moving parts there, you kind of got to add to that six months, but give it time because the overall end results, I do think can be very life-changing for most people, yeah. uh, but a lot of risk factors are lower in, in aging and things like that. And that's that's basically been my answer as well. And And I mean, you know that I am that difficult patient. I'm the guy that you know, I get the uh, the mental aspects, the mental benefits from it, but maybe not all of the physical benefits that I think I should get. And I, you know, I you you may have to track some numbers, keep keep up with some data. You might have to experiment and try different things, and it might take years. But if I had to, you know, I, I've had the acne and and oily skin and that kind of thing. But if I had to answer that question right now, I would say absolutely. Just the uh, anxiety relief alone would would make it worth it and and i wasn't even you know treating medically for anxiety or anything it's not like it was uh, life-altering but just just getting rid of that like normal level of anxiety that i had worth it for sure and just to use it as an example again um you're very resistant to testosterone you need a little more than others so we struggle to get your numbers up trying to balance with your acne, which is one of those issues that I was talking about and trying different things. You know, we, like we just tried recently with you, we said this, this time before, well, let's try propanate. That's one of the purest forms uh, of testosterone that's there. It kind of held your numbers the same, but you're like, uh, okay, I don't like the pain from these shots, <laughs> yeah, uh, which it's famous for. Um, and you, sometimes you just got to switch it around try, you know, we try different oils and things like that, seeing what, uh, works for you. So for you, we're trying to find the balance of one, you're resistant to the amount of testosterone, meaning we have to use more, which increase our risk of acne that you suffer from. So we're still trying to find that balance for you, even though you're getting some results to try to get you more results without creating more issues. And, and you're a work in progress right now. Exactly. You know, funny thing about the, the propanate and, and I'm, you know, I don't necessarily advocate switching back and forth between IM and sub-Q. But when I was doing the uh, propanate sub-Q, I, I started to run out of area that wasn't lumped up, you know, that I could inject into. And I took one or two of my doses into my quad. And I tell you what, I could barely walk for the next two or three days. It was so painful. I mean, it was bad. I couldn't believe it. They're it, just achy, achy bones almost felt like. Oh yeah, it's. Uh, I have the same reaction to propanate. I've tried straight propanate, and it it felt like it was like in the bone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like you said, and uh, and it was anywhere that I, for me it was anywhere that I injected on my body, and I'm like, no, not this is not for me. <laughs> Next question: I'm losing my hair. What can I do? Um. So the first thing when that comes in, and I'm assuming you're assuming you're saying you're losing your hair, it's because you're on testosterone. Uh, one of the first things you check is DHT, dihydrotestosterone. DHT is 80% the reason for male, pad male pattern baldness. Now, it doesn't matter if you're on testosterone. That's in general the main reason for male pattern baldness. And it's not only what we measure in your blood. It's also it, it stores in the follicles your hair, strangles, strangles the hair, hair off and uh, you know kills it. So if I find the DHT is high, we try some different techniques. We try natural first or how high it is. Uh, we might have to go to a prescription. 
try to avoid it because some of the prescriptions can have side effects too. Some guys, it works great. Some guys can have side effects, but also using a DHT wash to get it out of the follicle follicles. Those are the main two key, two things you look for because that's what testosterone does. It can raise DHT. Most of us, very little. If you have, if you have a predisposure to it, genetics, things like that, or it could already be high, you, you definitely want to check for that. Uh, and and make sure to get those numbers down in the body, but also use some type of wash to get it out of your hair. I didn't realize that it was actually in your hair. I mean, it sounds like lice almost. I didn't know you had to treat with it well, externally. I, well, not in your hair, but in your follicles. Right. That's what's killing off your hair, strangling those follicles. That's why you use the wash to get it out. Now, if if you've ever dealt with somebody or spoke with somebody and said, oh, I had a hair transplant or something done with my hair, the hair doctor immediately, because they want, they want to try to hit that, that transplant to live as long as it can, they'll actually give you DHT prescription blockers to get your DHT as low as possible, almost rock bottom, um, you know, to to preserve that hair. Because once again, it's not only in your body, it's what stores in the follicles. Sometimes they recommend doing every so often these washes in the hair to keep it as, as healthy as possible. Well, it works the same way with our normal hair, but most of us don't know that's the main reason. Yeah. Uh, of course, there's just genetics and different things that affects our hair loss that has nothing to do with DHT or, or testosterone. But. Okay. okay. So this, this question may be silly, uh, or you may absolutely shock me, but you know how whenever you inject, uh, if you're not using an insulin syringe, you'll, you'll have a couple of drops left over in the tip of the needle. And if you push real hard on this, on the syringe, you can get them out. So if I drop those last two or three drops that's in that syringe onto my forearm, and I rub my forearms together, is my body going to absorb that? And is it going to increase my testosterone levels? Uh, um, <laughs> can you? Yes. I, I just, I've, I've never thought of it like that. But uh, I mean, you need receptors to build up when you absorb stuff. So you'd have to do it on a regular basis. Just like when you, if you ever tried a testosterone cream, you're trying to build up receptors to absorb that. So if you did that, little bit of testosterone in that area every time. Yeah. We're not yeah. good at building receptors is the first thing. And then the receptors shut down. That's why testosterone cream is not overly effective or popular for that reason. Mm-hmm. Um, would this liquid version be more successful than the cream? It could be, but now you're talking about a very minute amount. Uh, you know, when somebody's on a testosterone cream, they're taking 200 milligrams typically right. daily. When you're on an injection, most guys is 160 to 200 milligrams weekly. Yeah. There's a reason for that. You're losing a lot in, in the absorption. Could you absorb a little bit of it? Yes. Is it going to make that much of a difference? Probably not. Um, and it would be a very expensive way to try to do it <laughs> like on a regular basis. But if you put that little bit on an area, I guess you could. But you also have to worry about just like with cream, you know, uh, the exposure to other people with it, especially with an oil base yeah. like this, that's going to stick around for a while. And if you're touching uh, kids or animals, it's not going to be too healthy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, final question. What makes ipamorelin and the CJC combinations such, such a great combination? Well, I mean, the name is awesome, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's a combination of two products. And, you know, we started with Samorlin, which is one of the oldest, and it was a great product. And they went to the Samorlin uh, Forte Plus, which was a mixture of 
Samorlin plus the uh, Gorelin 2 and the Gorelin 6, which was kind of one of the top dogs for a very long time. When this product was being tested and it did, went through patient clinicals and research, they found it to be three times more effective than the most effective peptide that was out at that time. As far as effectiveness too, it's still one of the most effective ones combining those two peptides. Separately, they're good by themselves, but combining them, they're very powerful. They're a little bit of a jack-of-all-trades. I mean, they mainly concentrate on it helps with weight loss, lean muscle and training and things like that. But it does look, they do work a little bit on injuries and other things like that. Helps with sleep. Of course, they boost your HGH. But it's also one of the ones that you can take more long-term. There are certain ones you really can't take as long-term. You can take them, but after you start taking them for a certain period of time, the receptor doesn't receive it as well, and you start to lose some of the strength that you're absorbing off of them. The CJC and from Moreland, it's kind of been a lot of different research out there. Um, rule of thumb, you know, there's some people say a year and this and that. I, I usually say about eight to nine months, I think is a, a safe amount. Not to say if you didn't use it for a year, could you still absorb some? Yes, but I think eight to nine months, you should switch off and, you know, for a month or two, you can do another cycle of something and come back to it. So it's, it's able to be taken long-term and get almost total absorption. Uh, Jack of all trades uses a lot of, uh, it affects a lot of different things, the way it works. And it's, it's very uh, well tolerated. Okay. Good deal. That's all I've got today. Um, how are things going over at Matrix Hormones? Extremely busy. We're doing well. Um, you know, uh, still expanding and trying to update systems and the whole nine yards. Uh, been a little challenging with the different COVID things coming in and out and end dates. You know, I work in a building with uh, some other uh, doctors and partners and we do general medicine in there and there's just some different things that affect us. So it's been challenging, but uh, we're, we're still bringing on staff and training and trying to get systems updated to, to maintain, maintain the quality of care for the patients. And I really do appreciate Everybody listens to your podcast. I appreciate you and the TRT community. Um, I have some great conversations sometimes with them in the in, in the actual Facebook TRT community as well as when they uh, call in. So I really appreciate all the patients and everybody being patient with us <laughs> with all the uh, challenges that have been going on. Yeah, I, I definitely appreciate you and Matrix, and and I know that listeners and and you know the members and the people the the patients or the the future the people that become patients of yours definitely appreciate you and Mm -hmm. i've been hearing really good things about sean is he he's working with you over there now right yeah i brought him on a a while back i've i actually knew sean a very long time and uh he had some really great knowledge and i was able to work out things to bring him on and uh one of the problems i have besides you know with hiring people that it's kind of a shortage right now with everything going on I'm super picky. I'm like really, really picky. Like, this is how I am. This is the way I want the person I hire uh, to be. And sometimes that can be hard to do in the medical field. You deal with a lot of egos and things. Um, But Sean, very down to earth, very, very knowledgeable. He's like a sponge. He absorbs stuff. But the biggest thing is he cares about the patients like I do. And that's the most important thing. And uh, yeah, I definitely get a lot of feedback for him. And I wish, man, I could duplicate him 10 times over. (laughs) Is he, uh, does he treat patients or is he a coordinator? What does he do over there? He treats patients just like me and, uh, you know, deals with the the patients and things like that. We have a great support team with us uh, that's doing really well. But uh, yes, he also... Uh, treats patients. He, he People also see him in the TRT community like there that we pop in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, people don't think that's us. It's fine. It's funny. We don't <laughs> talk to him on the phone. 
And they think, oh, like you have this management company doing that. I would like, I, I would never trust like a social net media network company right. to do that. That's like, that's us. You yeah. know? They're like, oh, really? And I'm like, it's, and it's, not, it's funny because sometimes they didn't realize they were talking to me. And I'm like, I start telling them what we were talking about. I'm like, oh, it is really you. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> it's funny, this podcast too, I'll get people who will tell me, God, you really sound like that guy, Ken, that's on the podcast sometimes. <laughs> and I'm like, no, that's that's me. <laughs> Isn't it wild? It makes you feel like a celebrity, doesn't it? It is. It's very nice. And, and you know, the, the patients are so great talking to them. And, and sometimes you, I got to remember, I got to, I'm just not having a social conversation. I got to keep going because yeah. uh, it's really great. I really love the patients and talking to them and things like that and keeping up with them. So uh, I really appreciate the whole community. We appreciate you too. And we will talk soon. All right. All right. You take care now. All right. Have a good night. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Love that guy. Thank you for listening to the TRT Community Podcast. You can find us online at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash TRT Community. 